Hey folks, this is Jesse Cope, back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well, wherever y'all are, whatever part of the day you're in. As always, I sure do appreciate y'all joining me, giving me a little bit of your time. For those of y'all that continue to share the podcast with others, to help it grow, thank you very much. For those of y'all that support the podcast financially over on Patreon by subscribing to one of the three different tiers for additional podcasts, I'm incredibly grateful for your support as well. A little chilly, slight mist outside. And that's about it. Lord, thank you for the time to record this podcast. Thank you for those that listen to it, share it, and support it. Be with them and their families. Guide us through each day. Thank you for our many blessings. Forgive us our sins, both individually and as a nation. Give us your guidance. Show us the path that you want us to take and help us to take it. In the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. So we're going to go back and talk about rights versus responsibilities again. A couple of the sources that I use, really there's three that I talk about pretty frequently. The Founders Bible, it's edited by uh, David Barton, I believe. Uh, The Patriot Bible, edited by uh, Dr. Lee. And then America's God and Country, Encyclopedia of Quotations, written by William Federer. Phenomenal resources. I use them pretty frequently, although I I go to a lot of other places too. But they do a a great job of showing just how tied our nation has been throughout its history to God and to the Bible and Jesus Christ. And when you read through that, it's, it's angering that we've let ourselves be led so far astray, right? But it's also very comforting because it gives you confidence to talk about the truth. And even if you're not one of those type A personalities, which I am not, so I get it, it, it gives you the ability to know when you hear other people talking about, for example, when they say we're not a Christian nation or we weren't born that way, you you just simply know that that's just not true. And either the other person is misinformed grossly or, you know, they have their own agenda. But either way, those resources I would highly recommend for every home, say that often, 
they should without a doubt be required primary textbooks in every single classroom, publicly funded classroom in the country. Because if you're going to have public education in any country, it should strengthen and support the pillars, the principles of that country. And so by default in America, which was born, set up a Christian nation, and we, we support that just almost every single podcast here, going back and looking at quotes and other sources, then it ought to support those Christian principles. That's the bedrock of this country. So, so we're going to go, I'm going to read a little bit from it and then read a few quotes and, and kind of the background here is, you know, you hear a lot of people today talking about rights. Well, this is my right, this, and it's both sides, you know, and that's true. We're born with certain inalienable rights from God, but we don't do two things very well here as a nation. We have individuals that do, but as a nation, we don't acknowledge, well, if our blessings and our rights come from God, then we have a responsibility to adhere to his, to follow his commands. I mean, it's just that simple. If you're given rights from God, then, then it, you have to follow, we have to follow his commands. And, and if not, then there's going to be consequences. And that makes sense. You can't, you can't accept the rights from God and ignore the responsibilities, and yet that's exactly what we tend to do today as a nation. This is a little excerpt from the Patriots Bible. It's out of the introduction for Judges, the book of Judges. U.S. Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas recalls that he was growing up, his grandfather taught him some important foundational lessons about the connection between personal responsibility and liberty. Quote, what my grandfather believed was that people have their responsibilities and that if they are left alone to fulfill their responsibilities, that is freedom. Honesty and responsibility, those are the things he taught. Justice Thomas added that in today's society, there's not enough emphasis on the responsibility of all Americans to live in such a way that will maintain and protect the foundations of freedom. Quote, too many conversations today have to do with rights and wants, he said. There is not enough talk about responsibilities and duties. End quote. It really is, folks, you know, we want this great nation that has traditionally been great, and this applies equally to our marriages, our families, our schools in particular, too. All of these things in particular, actually. If we want them to be great, we have to follow the commands of God that made us great as a nation, made our education system great, or in the case of marriage and family, it's God who actually created marriage and family, which is why the argument about marriage as far as the LGBTQ movement and the state goes is ironic, I guess is the right word in one sense, because marriage is not a 
man-made institution. We actually have Supreme Courts in the United States that have commented on that. We've read, I believe, one from a Texas Supreme Court case. Marriage is a God-ordained institution, and so you have to follow the commands of God, not of man. So, We're going to read a few more quotes here. This is from Judge Nathaniel Freeman in 1802. And he was talking to the Massachusetts grand juries, and I just kind of wanted to throw this in to tie it. People say, well, we're a secular nation. No, we're not. And then you get the argument, well, you can't push your religion onto me. Fair enough. As an individual, you have no responsibility. No, that's not really true. But you, you have the right to reject God. You have the right to embrace false gods. You have the right to live your life and your relationship with God as, as you choose. That's religious freedom. However, that argument is wholly separate from the fact that America was born and can only function as a Christian nation. John Adams, our second president, talked about this. Our constitution, our government, our laws, they were only made for a moral people. They won't work. They're wholly inadequate, he said, to any other. So, Justice Judge, or Judge Nathaniel Freeman, 1802. The laws of the Christian system, as embraced by the Bible, must be respected as of high authority in all our courts. And it cannot be thought improper for the officers of such government to acknowledge their obligation to be governed by its rule. Our government originating in the voluntary compact of a people who were in that very instrument, who in that very instrument professed the Christian religion. It may be considered not as a republic Rome was a pagan but a Christian republic. Really, I probably need to come back and read this quote pretty frequently on this podcast because it lays out the truth so well. We're not a pagan, secular republic like Rome was. We are very much a Christian republic. That's the way we were founded. And as Judge Nathaniel Freeman says here, we, our officers in the government, have a requirement to acknowledge their obligation to be governed by the rule of the Bible of Christianity, not of Judaism or Hinduism or Buddhism or Islam or any other mother natureism, but by Christianity and the one true God. Robert Winthrop, we go through this quote every so often. Speaker of the House, 1847-1849, the voice of experience and the voice of our own reason speak but one language, both united in teaching us that men may as well build their houses upon the sand and expect to see them stand when the rains fall and the winds blow and the floods come as to found free institutions upon any other basis than that of morality and virtue, of which the word of God is the only authoritative rule and the only adequate sanction.
So if you want free government, and we talked about this a little in the last podcast, if you want freedom and liberty, you have to go to Jesus Christ. You have to go to the Spirit of the Lord. If you want a government, if you want free institutions, talk about national, you know, federal law enforcement, talk about any of the departments that we've created, talk about education, then it's got to be based on morality and virtue. And the only authoritative, unerring source of that information is the Bible. And if we're not going to do that, he goes to the, he references the parable that Jesus talked about in the Bible of the, the man who looks to God, right? You, if you, if you look to God and you build your house, it's like building your house on a rock and the winds come and the floods come and the rain, but the, the house stands because it's got a firm foundation. And if you don't, if you turn and go your own way, then it's like building your house on the sand and the wind and the rains come and the floods come and wash over the house and great is its destruction. It's completely gone. And that's what we see today. You see that. If you, if you look around and you see society, you see how we live, you see what's happening to our marriages, the, the number of broken homes, dysfunctional homes. You look at our school systems that are failing uh, because not because we lack good administrators, counselors, or teachers necessarily, um, although we've got some bad ones, but we've got some great ones too. But the problem is we've kicked God out. We're trying to base our education. We're trying to make it on wholly secular. I had somebody mention that to me on social media. They came back from one of the posts and they were like, well, I'm going to practice science and math and English, or I don't know what else they said. And you go ahead and you take your religion and keep it to yourself. Well, you got a couple problems with that. First of all, in a publicly funded education system where you're taking tax money from public, from citizens to pay for it, then it becomes a national responsibility to strengthen that nation. Therefore, you go back to the principles of Christ, right? And the other problem is, what do you think the basis of knowledge is? You know, Harvard's great. Uh, they're one of their original seals, if I can find it real quickly, because we just talked about it, said, or, or the founders there when they founded Harvard, all knowledge without Christ was vain. If, if God created everything, which is just almost impossible to argue against once you really start to dig in. Well, it's not impossible to argue against, but you show your ignorance pretty quickly. If our, if our nation was founded as a Christian nation, then when you're studying these things, and even if you're not, God created all this, how are you going to study math and science and the natural world and all of these things and ignore God. You can, but you're always going to have a fatal flaw. It's like trying to drive a vehicle and, and taking out part of the engine. And maybe it's a part that you can still drive on for just a little while, you know, or maybe a long while, right? Maybe, maybe a flat tire is better. You can drive on that flat tire for a while, but eventually it's going to cause a catastrophic failure if it's not fixed. 
if it's not replaced, if you don't put air back in a solid tire. And that's what we're trying to do today as a country. We're trying to drive this car missing not just any integral part, right? Though this is the problem. <laughs> this is like taking the whole engine out of the car, the most integral part. And we're just kind of rolling downhill, but at some point we're gonna crash. It's gonna be catastrophic. Go back to this Robert Winthrop quote, all societies of men must be governed in some way or another. The less they have of stringent state government, the more they must have of individual self-government. The less they rely on public law or physical force, the more they must rely on private moral restraint. Men, in a word, must necessarily be controlled either by a power within them or a power without them, either by the word of God or by the strong arm of man, either by the Bible or the bayonet. You know, you see this uh, overseas throughout history now, today, and and you know this, right? If you, if you, anybody that's listening that's been a child, right, which is everyone, and you had even remotely decent parents, you know this relationship. If you do what you're supposed to, the more you do what you're supposed to, the more freedom you have, the more liberty your parents give you as a child. The more times you mess up, the more times you choose to do the wrong thing, the less freedom and liberty you have and the, and the harsher that rule becomes, that control, because you've shown that you can't govern yourself. And that's exactly what happens with people as a whole, with nations. You know, one of the things that was really kind of a sad commentary when we were overseas, Saddam Hussein was just a brutal, horrible individual to his people. Evil easily could use that word and, and really not feel like you were being melodramatic at all. And yet, I, I heard, I, I've heard over the years multiple people, and you kind of saw it there too, comment that as horrible as he was, he controlled those people because those people couldn't control themselves. And so as a dictator, he stepped in and controlled them. That's, that's why that they couldn't control themselves. So they had to have somebody else control them. And it was in a brutal way. It was horrible. It wasn't right or just or fair or anything. I mean, it, it wasn't good, but it was just interesting to note that. And that echoes this comment by Robert Winthrop. You know, if we can't control ourselves, then somebody else is going to control us for us. It's the same concept of going to jail. If you break the law, if you can't control yourself, then you're going to go to jail. Now that's ignoring, you know, when somebody that truly is innocent gets locked up. And there's, I know there's a lot of caveats, but when it's working the way it's supposed to, if you do something wrong, you lose your freedom. Last paragraph, we'll stop for today. It may do for other countries and other governments to talk about the state supporting religion. Here, under our own free institutions, it is religion which must support the state. We'll come back to this quote again, folks. The bottom line is we can't have free institutions if we don't have God and Jesus Christ at the center. And that's it. God bless y'all. God bless your families. God bless America. We'll talk to y'all again real soon, folks. Looking forward to it.